Welcome to the Pure Light Project podcast. My name is Andrea Mai, and today we're going to talk about 11 steps to release resistance and make positive changes. Now, originally, I wrote this as a blog post. Uh, You can find it at purelightproject.com. It is really full of valuable, valuable tips that I found helpful in my own life. Let's get started. What often happens when we open ourselves to life shifts? We meet our resistance up close and personal. Seeing resistance for what it is. Sometimes our resistance hides in the shadows. We don't know why we are blocked at every corner when we're doing the right things, taking the suggested action steps the experts tell us, yet we find ourselves stuck in a holding pattern. One possible reason is you are doing something for the wrong reason or in the wrong season. That doesn't mean it's bad, just that you need to get clear on what the right thing is for you. Ideas can seem right and sensible, like success in the making. But the next level of that is you did the right things, despite it not being the best fit for you, and you are successful with it, and yet you don't feel happy. Now, are you asking yourself, what's the deal? What's in my way? Whether or not we experience our internal resistance immediately It lurks in the shadows, inviting us to take an easier road, whatever that means. The phrase familiarity breeds contempt pops into my mind. That idea pairs well with the grass is greener on the other side. Uh, So familiarity breeds contempt and the grass is greener on the other side. You know that surge of energy you get when you are ready to tackle something big, bold, and audacious. When is it matched with a sense of of shrinking and the urge to hide. That's the time to pay close attention, right? So you've got this idea of something big and bold and audacious that you're ready to do. And then at the same time, there's this strong sense to go and hide, to maybe hit the pause button and don't do it. Now it's time to pay attention because that is your resistance. So seeing through your resistance Let's get into that. Sometimes when we sit in our suffering and illusions, we get moments of clarity. Those old habitual ways of thinking and doing are no longer comfortable. But seeing through your illusions isn't always enough to break it down. As we butt up against limiting beliefs, old habits, and conditioning, we push into uncertain territory. New places, right? You're in a new place. And it's exhausting. It's maddening. It's easier for our brains and systems to keep doing the same thing. Or at least we believe that. Then there's the type of resistance we can't pinpoint. That niggling sense something isn't right with our new plans. The opposition to ourselves comes out sideways in unskillful decisions, illness, pain, depression, anxiety. So are you sabotaging yourself? There's a lie that we tell ourselves, and it's this. If it's meant to be, it will all just fall into place. Otherwise, it isn't my destiny. And believe me, I've fallen for that one over and over. Change brings out a sneaky aspect of our egos and emotions. The parts of us that rear up are the ego aspects that don't want to change, have new experiences, or aren't sure we can have a positive new way of being. And so we sabotage ourselves, or at the very least, Get in the way of the goodness that is waiting for us. Now let's take a moment right here, hit the pause button and say very clearly when I talk about the ego, I'm talking about the 
egoic overlay, the program that we have that is there to keep us safe. That's its job. And now let's go back. What are some of the fibs and lies we tell ourselves? If it is meant to be, I should have all the answers and a clear map to get from A to B. Uh, Second one, I'm not cut out for it. I can't reach that level of excellence or joy or abundance. The third one, if it's meant to be, it will all just fall into place, right? Otherwise, it isn't my destiny. So recognizing and releasing that resistance, how do we do it? Now you've seen the falsehoods you've sold yourself. What do you do about it? Letting go of these things can happen in the snap of your fingers. Or you can drag it out. Which do you prefer? There's no rule as to how long it takes to let go. Let's dive into that for a minute. There is no rule as to how long it takes to let go of something. That's your choice. It's up to you. Maybe there's some reason you're holding on to something. Most often it's the fear or apprehension of what's on the other side. In my experience, both with myself and with the people I work with, I am just watching and observing people. But poof, that's how quick it can be. Sure, you can revisit it, but think of it like this. A prisoner was chained to a large rock for many years. Each day, food and drink get delivered to the prisoner, but nobody visits. Then one day, she looks into the shredded pocket of her tattered shirt. Something shiny glints from inside. She reaches in with her hands, bound in chains, to pull out a slim metal key. Was it there all along? Inserting the key into the padlock that keeps the chains wrapped around her, it unlatches with a satisfying click. The chain falls away. She is free in an instant. Does she put the chains back on, or does she enjoy her freedom to move on? Hashtag give yourself permission. Hashtag no rules. So let's get into some ways to release that resistance and care for yourself through a shift. Number one, energy work. Quantum touch, Reiki, chakra clearing, sound healing. Modalities and methods that help you break down walls, let go, release that stuck energy, relax, relax your body, relax your mind, relax all your systems, and feel whole. The number two way to release some resistance for yourself is movement. Take a walk, do some stretches, ride a bicycle, dance in the living room. Movement really does make a difference. It gets the energy flowing, it opens up the channels in your body, it's clearing, it's so beautiful. Number three, play. Yep, play. I'll leave you to figure that out, what it means for you. I bet when you read play, something immediately popped into your head. Go do that thing. You know, go do it. Have fun. When we're set up looking at uh, this this big audacious thing or this this life shift, and we take it so seriously, we get so serious. And, you know, kids roll with things, right? They know how to play. They're like, oh, yeah, we're moving to Ohio. Okay, well, I'm going to go skip now. When's the last time you did something like that? The fourth way to release resistance and care for yourself when you're going through a shift is to rest. Go lounge on the couch, look at the ceiling, sky gaze, take a nap. It's pretty simple. The fifth way, uh, I've always found these very helpful, you know, uh, massage and acupuncture, they're fantastic. When we're going through a big shift, we're 
on the verge of going through a big change. We get excited. We also get tense sometimes. Massage and acupuncture, both wonderful ways to relax the body, uh, get the energy flowing through the channels, moving the chi, much like number one with energy work. Number six, again, a little more uh, movement, but also maybe um, in a different way. So meditation, yoga, and breath work, right? Add to that qigong. Qigong is actually my very favorite way, kind of mixing that sometimes with some yoga uh, and doing some breathing techniques. You don't have to do a whole lot, just working with the breath in a different way at all. I have a lot of different techniques that I share on my uh, in my videos and some of my guided meditations. You might want to check those out on YouTube or on uh, some of my other platforms. Go to purelightproject.com and you'll find some there. All right, the seventh way. Um, beautiful way to release your resistance. And this is uh, really supporting yourself with herbal teas, tinctures, and things like that. Essential oils and aromatherapy work wonders to support you during the change. So peppermint, where maybe we're feeling down, uh, like fatigued, or we're tired, but our body doesn't want any more caffeine or any caffeine. Peppermint oil, wonderful. Um, I like the doTERRA. I like the Floracopia is a beautiful brand, but really anything. Peppermint's a wonderful one to um, inhale. You can rub it on your temples, on your forehead, on the back of your neck, even on the bottoms of your feet using a carrier oil. There's other ones. I love frankincense in the winter. There's something about it that really supports the brain and the blood. And um, I love making a tea out of frankincense um, it's the resin itself, right? So there's lots of ways. Listen to your body at this point. Ask your body, what does it need? Does it need a little lavender, right? Maybe a little lavender soak, a little lavender under your pillow. There's so many, there's so many more. Those are the very simple and basic ones that are go-tos all the time for me. Herbal teas as well, right? Um, Wow, there's so much you can do with an herbal tea uh, just to give your body a break to support it. Um, sort of medicinal, but also relaxing. Good food and supplements is number eight. Um, eating healthier as you're going through a shift. Now, you may have a big blowout of Rice Krispie bars and pizza. That doesn't mean you have to do that every day, right? Just the next day, get up. Ask your body, very simply, ask your body what it, what it is wanting, what's going to support it. I do this every day. Body, what's going to support you so we can have our best day? Number nine, art and creative fun, like music, art, uh, acting, dance, painting, woodworkers, right? Turn something on the lathe, sculpture, and Play-Doh counts cross-stitching, beadwork, stamping, whatever floats your boat, uh, get writing, you know, sing, sing, sing in the shower, sing in the living room, sing to your cats, sing to strangers on the street. I stand, I do look like a loon. I stand in my backyard almost every day and I sing at the top of my lungs for a minute or two because I'm singing to the trees. 
Okay, so that's creative work, that's art, that's playful, right? It's also getting in nature. And the 10th one on this 11 steps is journaling. There is nothing like getting out of your mind onto the page, your thoughts, you know, asking yourself questions, what's going to make this life shift easier, better, more optimal? What's in my way? How am I in my own way? Is the resistance around, you know, a person, a place, a thing, is it related to money? I write about this. You might check out my book, Livelihood, uh, which deals with work, time, money, and our intentions. If you're looking for some prompts, asking yourself questions, reflecting back on them, sinking into yourself, and meeting yourself right there. Number 11, this is the last one on this list, taking small steps into the changes in your life. You don't climb the mountain in one step, so you can release the need to change everything all at one time. Instead, focus on what you can do in this moment, today, this hour, this 15 minutes. You want to write a book? Write for 10 minutes. Write for 15 minutes. Don't worry about the whole book. Sit down with yourself and treat yourself to the joy of your creativity. Uh, these are very beautiful, simple steps that we can take. So what are the ways that you've found most effective to navigate times of shift and change in your life? Um, you can drop me an email at purelightproject at hotmail.com. How has supporting yourself with good self-care made things flow easier as you become a new you? When you've done this in the past, right? What supported you in the past? How did you take care of yourself so that it made it easier? I do really encourage you to do these things. You hear them a lot, but hearing about them isn't the same as taking action. So take action. Just do one of these 11 things, right? One of these 11 things today. And it's going to be quite shocking <laughs> how the resistance starts to go away and also giving you a much clearer picture. It clears out all the fuzziness around where the resistance is when you start moving the energy, moving yourself. So have a beautiful day and, uh, and be well. Take care.